Welcome back to Chaos in Christ Podcast. I am your host, Alexi Felix, and thank you for tuning in today. Uh, today is just an interesting conversation that I feel I need to have um, in regards to what has happened in Texas with the shooting, and it's there's just a lot going on, right? So what I just want to say is thank you for those that have stopped by and have been consistently just visiting back and listening to the episodes that I put out. Uh, this is a joy for me. And so I just pray that it gives you value. It gives you good perspective. It drives you to Christ. It it does something for you that is good and that will glorify God at the end of the day. So thank you. Uh, and I would just ask if uh, this has been all those things for you, that you would just share this with someone else. Um, and that would just, that would mean a ton. All right. Well, let's go ahead and get into this. Guns, politics, and the human heart. Obviously, what we have seen so far has been the most horrific thing anyone as a parent could ever, ever go through. And as a father myself, I can't put myself in the shoes of those parents right now that are completely in devastation, grieving in the darkest place of their time, of their lives with this. So I'm not going to because I will never know and I pray I never know and I'm not going to pretend that I know because the mere thought, just imagining, I honestly believe it would destroy me and you may never hear from me ever again. So my prayer is for those families in Texas that have lost their child and to those two adults that have lost their lives, they had loved ones. I believe I just saw an article of the husband who lost his wife, who just died himself because of a heart attack after the fact. Quite literally died from a, a broken heart. And they leave behind four children. So I prayed that the Lord would be their peace. And, and I, I just pray that uh, we continue to pray for them, shedding light in the midst of their darkness in such a horrible time. And yet, what we see in such a time as this is not a gathering. It's not a somber moment for Americans to unite and to pray and to, you know, just do that at the very least, just do that for these families. But instead, in the culture that we're living in today, what we are seeing is activism and politics. And the opportunity that the left and the Democrats take upon crisis. I mean, they, they, don't, they don't waste a minute, do they? They take whatever crisis that would help further their agenda and they will pounce. They're predators. And predators, all they care about is getting their next meal. And for these politicians, these leftists and Democrats and even some Republicans to jump on this thing for their political gain and agenda is it's just sick. It is sick. It is the sickest thing that I can, I mean, I, that I think most Americans know. It's just not, it's just wrong, man. It's just evil, okay? I can't even get the words out of my mouth because I want to really paint a picture of how disgusting it is and I just can't seem to formulate the words. This is not about gun laws. 
This is not about the Second Amendment and how we need to ban it or amend it or whatever. This is a mental health crisis that Americans are are facing. I mean, this country is dealing with a mental health crisis. Everyone's on drugs. Everyone needs to get high and take pills and get drunk and party. Everyone can't even, people can't sit in the same room and have meaningful conversations without being in their phones. I know I sound like a a 50-year-old or what young people call a boomer, which that, that alone tells you the lack of respect we have for those that did it before us. We are a decaying culture. We are falling short. We are the most connected, most convenient group of people in the history of, of our time, and yet we are so disconnected, we are so impatient, we are so entitled. And now we get to a moment like this and we see the, and I don't want to use fruit because fruit's good, you know, but the fruit of this wickedness, the, the producing of this wickedness is what we just saw, what we've just learned about that took place at that elementary school. 19 children slaughtered, killed by a psychopath. An 18-year-old by the name of Salvador Ramos. That's what we that's what we have. There are articles out there that explain this this guy's situation in different ways. One of which I'm hearing that him and his mom were not in good relationship. That his mom was a drug user, and that he wasn't even raised by her eventually, that he was living with his grandparents. He's also a very shy, introverted person who would not speak to anyone. Seems like there's a lot going on there already, right? There's other articles as well that I read where he at one point went to school with cuts on his face and told his friend that it was because of a cat, later admitting that it wasn't because of a cat. It was because he took a knife and started cutting himself in his face. When the friend confronted him and called him crazy and said, why Why would you do that? The response of this kid is quite telling. It's just fun. What does that tell you about this individual? Well, one, clearly he's mentally disturbed. But don't tell me that you're going to take a knife, cut your face up because it's fun. What you are seeing is a prime example what the younger generation is going through and the depression and the mental illness that is taking place in our country, in our culture, due to, to all the things that, uh, that we've had in development of technology. And not just technology. I'm not blaming technology. I'm using technology right now. But what I mean is it's really that parents and father figures have completely dropped the ball have completely failed our kids and they are nihilistic. They don't have a purpose. And especially for young men, boys, men, we need purpose. We need guidance. We have energy pent up within us. And it cannot be neglected. It cannot be corrupted. We can't keep dropping the ball on our kids. <laughs> Look, Divorce is at an all-time high. Marriage is, is declining. People are, are, are yelling at each other about being able to kill their babies. Homosexuality and transgenderism is on a rise, and they're coming 
militantly. And if you don't agree with them, you could lose your livelihood. We are living in a time of, of real derangement. And the corruption is so real that it's imploded. We are imploding within ourselves. This is not a gun issue. This is a human heart issue. But the Democrats, Joe Biden, Obama, Beto O'Rourke, they're going to take this opportunity and take this this horrific traumatic experience and use it for their agenda. And indeed, that's what they've done. Joe Biden, the president of the United States, um, you know, whether he got in there legitimately or not, I believe not, but whatever. He's the president of the United States at this point. He's acting like it. He goes on, and the what does he do? Does he unite families? Does he offer up a prayer for those? Does he, you know, discuss on, on potentially meeting with families of their lost loved ones? Does he do any of that? Does he Does he talk about common sense? When it comes down to schools and teachers and guards and security guards, maybe potentially being trained to carry. This is Texas we're talking about, right? So why wouldn't we discuss about training teachers? Is that so extreme to have teachers have to go through a course where they will learn how to use a gun, a firearm properly, and then have training for situations like this? To protect the children? But no, no, no. That's not that's not what Joe Biden does. In the article on the Gateway Pundit, Joe Biden during remarks on Texas mass shooting, the Second Amendment is not absolute. That's his that's his point. The opportunity here isn't to to be somber and to come into prayer and to counsel the Americans and and the families that lost their kids. No, no, no. This is this is about the Second Amendment. This is bad. This is about politics for them. An opportunity. Because no Democrat can let a good crisis go to waste. No leftist can let a good crisis go to waste. And so they're going to tell us that it's it has to do with the guns. It has to be banned. We have to ban, quote unquote, assault weapons. We have to ban this, this, and that, and the other. Whatever they're going to say. They're going to constantly push this narrative saying that, that guns are killing everyone. Joe Biden has been set to say that that's what's happening, that when they had a ban on guns, crime was down. And when the the ban was lifted, crime went up. And that is just not true. See, I live in Chicago. And those of you who don't live in Chicago listening, you probably already heard. I mean, there's a constant shooting going on here. I mean, there is mass shooting happening all of the time. And as the weather gets better, the more killings take place. In the west side, south side, highways, downtown Chicago. Highways, guys. Highways in downtown Chicago. Being shot up. Highways. First of all, the highways is what gets me. You can't even drive down a highway without being worried that a bullet's about to smack into your car. And guess what? In Illinois, we have the strictest gun laws. And somehow, our homicide rate seems to just be breaking records. So let me ask you a question. With all these gun laws that we have in Illinois, why are we still dealing with this? And why is it on on the increase? Could it be that criminals do not care about gun laws? I don't know. That's just my question. I, I think it's a pretty good question. I think it's something we should think about. Do gun laws 
tell a criminal to stop and do they listen? Because I believe, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it's in their very nature to go and do criminal things. I mean, breaking laws is just in their MO, right? And they don't care about your gun laws. But the idea of the Democrats is to take defenseless, take a situation of defenseless kids who were killed by one person who was evil and who was a clear psychopath. Their clear idea is to take the guns away from law-abiding Americans to leave us even more defenseless. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes total sense. So just strip us away from the guns and you're good, right? And the criminals will finally figure that out. There's so many things wrong with that. Because again, criminals don't care about what law is out there. It is in their job description. They're going to break that law. And they're going to accomplish whatever wicked, twisted mission they're they're set upon. That's what they're going to do. It's in their nature. But not only that. Say you honestly just take away all the guns. Say you just take it all away. Would that stop a person who is intent on killing someone not find another way? I don't know. Maybe use a car. Maybe stab someone with a knife. Heck, if they're strong enough and creative enough, they might even use a fork. What about a brick? Where do we stop with the banning? Now, Joe Biden says that uh, the Second Amendment is not absolute, but uh, I mean, on the contrary, and the Constitution says that our Second Amendment rights should not be infringed upon. <laughs> Sounds absolute to me. Sounds like our, our, that's a God-given right, the right to bear arms, the right for us to defend ourselves, to protect ourselves from foreign and domestic enemies, from evil people, from people who have intention to do you harm and your family. Let me just paint a little scenario here. If you are a teacher in this school and you hear the gunshots, right? And this young man has successfully shot down one child. Very horrific. But you had a gun. He didn't see you. But you saw him do what he just did. Are you not going to pull out that gun as a law-abiding citizen and end it right then and there? And when that happens, will you take crap from leftists? Who are upset with you for using your right to take someone down? Of course not. And if you are saying, yes, I would, you are clearly drinking the Kool-Aid. You're lying to yourself. Because if it is your personal life, if it is you, and you're in your home, and someone is intruding in your home, and they have something to hurt you with, a bat or even a gun themselves, You would want an equal opportunity, or if not, to be the equalizer. And the gun is exactly that. It's the great equalizer. You could have three or four people try to swarm you, but as soon as they see that you have a gun and they don't, they're going to scatter like roaches. They know what's up. It's game time. And they got nothing against a bullet. They just can't. They're not going to be able to fight that. And at that moment that someone breaks into your home, and they're about to threaten your family, you're going to wish you had a gun. Because if you don't, because you wanted to stand and say, I'm against guns, I promise you, at that very moment, you would wish you did have one. And if you did not have one, you're going you're gonna to go for a bat, you're going to go for a knife, you're going to go for something to defend yourself because it is natural to defend yourself. That is how God had wired us. It is a natural instinct. 
Take away the guns by all means, but the person deciding to kill someone is going to find a way with their bare hands, with a hammer, with a brick, with their car. Doesn't really matter. They're going to find a way. And at what point do we stop and realize, honestly, the gun's not the problem? Because I'm a gun owner. I could put the gun on my table right now and stare at it for a couple hours. And I might have to report to you guys that it didn't do anything. It just sat there, just laid on my table, chilling without a, a fear or, or worry in the world. A gun doesn't care. It's, it's amoral. It is just an object, an object that is wielded by men and women. And that is the heart of the matter here. You think the government truly cares about another mass shooting? Are you kidding me? They love these things. The media, the the Democrats, the leftists, they love when this happens. Why? Because they get to publicize the heck out of it. And the media runs rampant. Because, again, we get this a whole bunch in Chicago, but I don't really see the coverage like that. Not really. You know, you, you got to really dig deep. And, and you know, I have a, um, someone that I follow on my Facebook who used to be my high school teacher. He typically posts stats all the time, especially in the summer, and then like calls Mayor uh, Lightfoot Mayor Fu. It's it's quite funny, but he posts stats of the homicide that's taking place on a given weekend, and and we're breaking records. But I'm not seeing the coverage like we've completely seen in Texas. And guess why? Why? Because not only not only is it a mass shooting for them to ban guns and try to further that agenda, but guess what? It's in Texas. Good old redneck Republican Texas. You know, the guys that love their guns, the you know, the NRA folk. That's right. If you can paint the place that that honestly uh probably, you know, is more proud about bearing guns, if you can paint that place as decaying with chaos of mass shootings and murder, then you can you can then strive up a bunch of people in their hearts to grow angry and become activists against gun rights and think that the only reason why Texans and every Republican uh, and right-sided person wants to keep their gun is so they could have power to kill you. And, and that's that could be further from the truth, but that is the propaganda and that is the narrative, and it's on purpose, guys. It is strictly purposeful. It is an agenda and and it boils down to this. Totalitarian governments, communist governments cannot allow their citizens to be able to bear arms. They won't be able to accomplish their tyranny. Tell me, let's look at the nations that are full-blown communists, that are that are completely under totalitarian authoritarian dictatorships. Tell me if the citizens have guns. I'll wait. Tell me if they have the right to bear arms. I'll take some time and wait. Send me an email. Leave me a voice message. Something. Because they don't. You know, Australia, I think recently, I, I don't know what year or when. I'm going to look that up eventually. But they gave up their guns. And when, when 2020 happened, COVID happened, they went full authoritarian. I mean, they couldn't even leave their home without checking in with the app or the cops would follow them. And what can they do? Nothing. Because guess what? Guess who does have the guns? You guessed it. Those with the, the elites, the powerful ones, the cops that are on their side, the loyal loyal to the regime, they're the ones with the guns, but not you. This is the next step. And they're going to use these 
opportunities to further their agenda. Don't miss it. Don't get lost and caught up with this this whole thing. Guns are not the problem. Stripping away law-abiding citizens their right to bear arms. Good men and women who would probably stop this wickedness on the spot before it did any more damage. There's an article I read about cops. The cops were out there a whole hour before going in, before the Border Patrol came in and finally put an end to it. Something's off with this. Something doesn't make sense. How did this kid get two AR rifle-style guns? 18 years old, he got it illegally. How? Well, I mean, I don't know how. And we can dive into conspiracy and think that this is all a setup. And, you know, there was a... I forgot who it was. My buddy sent it to me on Instagram saying that the Democrats were saying that the, the, the Republicans are setting this up. First of all, how? Second of all, what would they gain? They, you know, Republicans are mostly all about the Second Amendment and their right to bear arms. But I've if, if there's one thing I've learned about Democrats, if they're blaming you for something, it's because they're guilty of it. Yep, I found it. Democrat rep, uh, representative... Eric Swalwell, you know, the guy that was, you know, with uh, Bang Bang or Fang Fang, you know, dating the Chinese spy and having sexual relationship with, with her. It says that Republicans are facilitating mass shootings by design. Guys, whenever they blame the right or the Republicans for something, it's because they're the ones doing it. Hillary did it to to Trump, Russia, Russia, uh, the you know the collusion, all that stuff, the spygate, and she was all guilty. She's proven to be guilty of it right now. They all do it. They've all done it. And so, in my opinion, that just gives me an idea that maybe they're the ones facilitating this by design. Because the more panic they can create, the more chaos that they can create, the more activism they can get on on their side from people that are honestly just docile, ill-informed, not critical thinkers, you know, like that's, that's where it's at. And this is what they're going to do to further their agenda because they're looking to take away our guns. And guys, when that happens, if that happens, kiss our freedoms goodbye. We are in for a dark period. And I pray not. I pray that we are wise to this. You can't trust these guys who locked down the country, destroyed businesses, allowed rioting and looting of certain businesses and called it peaceful protests. But when you decided to gather for a MAGA rally, you were a domestic terrorist. When you were a parent going to school and saying to CRT, I don't want to be taught to my kids, you were a domestic terrorist by the FBI, by the Department of, of Justice. Homeland Security is creating a ministry of truth, guys. A governance board for disinformation. And all that matters is what they consider is disinformation. Don't you see where we're headed? This is not about any of of that other stuff. The left scary gun narrative. I got some articles that I read. I'm just going to you know, link them in the show notes. You guys take some time to read it. But there's a, a stat here uh, about the killings that have happened in the year 2019 with uh, rifles at most i've seen a number of 364 do you want to know what was more knives or cutting instruments which was a stat of 1476 heck even hammers were doing more killing than than the rifles were 397 so why don't we talk about banning those 
Why don't we talk about banning hammers? But we know that the left at one point said that uh, statistics is a form of whiteness, exercising privilege, and it's racist to show statistics. Again, they need to do this. This is their narrative. They're going to continue going down this trajectory because they have a plan. And their plan is to tear down this system, to tear down our republic, to establish a, a globalist dominant government. Look, I'm not even going any further than that. All I'm saying is this. It's not a gun problem. It's a mental health crisis problem. It's a disruption of the nuclear family structure. It's the fact that parents and, and, and adults are, are lost themselves and are not uh, fulfilling the calling of being a father or a mother and really paying attention to these kids, leaving them to their social media so their parents could do drugs and party up. Marriages completely imploding because, you know, no one wants to stick it out with anyone anymore. They want to see the grass is greener on the other side and just drop it like a bad habit. <laughs> we are we are decayed and it's affecting the younger generation. We are responsible. And this has been a plan from something greater than us for a long time. And in comes the gospel. In comes Christ and his word, the Bible, and what it teaches about family, what it teaches about economics, what it teaches about a people abiding under God and his rule and his standard. We're going against that. I mean, I'm not personally, but I'm just saying as a, as a collective, we are completely going against that, rejecting this truth. And look at the decay in, in our culture. Look at the chaos that is taking place in our culture because we reject God and his way and his truth. This is a heart problem, not a gun problem. This is a sin problem, not a gun law problem. There's a lot of gun laws out there and it doesn't work and it doesn't matter. It won't matter. They want to attack the Second Amendment, but what they really need to be focused on is the fact that we we have a heart problem. Let's go to Genesis chapter 4. I'm going to read this, spend a little time with the scripture, and then I'm going to end it right here because... I've shared my point of view. You heard me. You know what's up. And the reality is, this has been happening from the beginning of time. Genesis chapter 4, verse 1. Now, Adam knew Eve, his wife, which means they had intimacy, sexual relations. And she conceived and bore, and bore Cain, saying, I have gotten a man with the help of the Lord. And again, she bore his brother Abel. Now, Abel was a keeper of sheep and Cain a worker of the ground. So, now we have an understanding of what their vocation is, what God has called them to do. Verse 3, in the course of time, Cain brought to the Lord an offering of the fruit of the ground. Now, I may be looking into this, but it sounds as if Cain gave to God what was already in abundance. And maybe his heart, and not maybe, his heart definitely was not in proper worship. Was not, you know, was not right in it. But then Abel, in verse 4, Abel also brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions. So Abel brought the good, the best, the first to God. He gave it to God. He didn't hold the best and gave God the crumbs. He didn't, he didn't wait till he had enough so he could say, here you go, God. But he was satisfied with his feelings first. As the author and owner of life, God was entitled to the first share produced by plants. 
first fruits. You read that in Deuteronomy. And by animals and man. And to the best of, uh, of a worshiper had to offer. So Abel brought both the first and the best. Cain, he didn't bring any of that. And many also point out that Abel uh, brought a blood sacrifice while Cain did not. Now, I don't know if that's true, but nevertheless, verse 5 tells us how uh, God dealt with that, how he felt about it. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. That's what verse 5 says. Because verse 4 says, uh, uh, let me finish that. And Abel brought of the firstborn of his flock and of their fat portions and the Lord had regard for Abel and his offering. But for Cain and his offering, he had no regard. So Cain was very angry and his face fell. It's almost like his face revealed the truth that was behind it. The phoniness of his giving was revealed at that moment. And the Lord said to Cain, why are you angry? And why has your face fallen? It's a question. If you do well, will you not be accepted? That's another question. But it's almost like a rhetorical question. If you do well, truly, in your heart, if you worship me truly in your heart, would I not accept you? That's what God is saying, right? So it means that in his heart, it wasn't true worship. There was wickedness. Verse 7, if you do well, will you not be accepted? And if you do not do well, hear this, sin is crouching at the door. Its desire is for you, but you must rule over it. The crouching at the door is almost like a, a demon just kind of like waiting and, and ready to do its thing on you. And God is saying that you must rule over it. Knowing Cain's heart, God warns him not to submit to the murderous temptation of the devil. Although unregenerate humans can rule over the ground and flocks, they cannot finally master sin. You can see here that Cain was far from God. His, his desire wasn't to honor and serve the Lord. His desire was for himself, for his own autonomy. And he thought that he can give something to God and, and, and I don't know, maybe get away with it or justify his ways of thinking. But the Lord knows the heart. And he knew Cain's heart. Now, verse 8, and this is when things start to get kind of messed up. Cain spoke to Abel, his brother. And when they were in the field, Cain rose up against his brother Abel and killed him. You see, this has been happening from the beginning of time. The sin that was crouching at the door and the temptation that God told him to resist, clearly he did not. And in his wickedness, in his evil, in his heart, he killed his own brother. And you know what's crazy? Verse 9, it reads, Then the Lord said to Cain, Where is Abel your brother? Now, it's not like God didn't know what he did. It's not like he's confused. But look at, look at the response of Cain. Cain knows better. He said, I do not know. Am I my brother's keeper? What a very sarcastic response. What an evil response. He's also a hypocrite. He already killed his brother. He lied to God, knowing God knows. And after that, he was cursed all the days of his life. But it has been that way ever since. Whatever Cain killed him with, you didn't have a bunch of people running around saying, ban that rock, because it had nothing to do with what Cain killed him with. It was all in his heart. 
his jealousy, his his envy, his pride, that wickedness. That was all in his heart, and we've been doing the same thing ever since. Let's go to Mark chapter 7, verse 14. This is Jesus talking to us. What is in the heart? What defiles a person? Is it the gun that they carry? Is it the the food that they eat? Is it the, the fact that they live in a country or a state that doesn't have the best laws there? What really makes a, a person evil? Well, let's, let's read this. Mark 7, verse 14. And he called the people to him again and said to them, Hear me, all of you, and understand. There is nothing outside a person that by going into him can defile him. But the things that come out of a person are what defile him. You hear that? A gun can't defile you. Food can't defile you. It's what comes out of you that defiles you. Verse 17, and when he had entered the house and left the people, his disciples asked him about the parable. And he said to them, then are you also without understanding? Do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him since it enters not his heart, but his stomach and it is expelled? Now, obviously, the Jewish people back then would not touch certain things, eat certain things uh, to remain unclean. They had their traditions. This was so that way they could remain what they felt like was holy and, and clean and pure. And Jesus is obviously dispelling all of this and saying, that doesn't matter. Whatever I created, I created that is good. And what, what happens to it when it goes into your body? It breaks it down in the body and you dispel it and you do it all over again. So it isn't about what you put in your mouth. It isn't about any of that. And he said to them, do you not see that whatever goes into a person from outside cannot defile him since it enters down into his heart, but his stomach and is expelled. And he said, what comes out of a person is what defiles him for from within out of the heart of man come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these things come from within and they defile a person. This is the word of the Lord. This is Jesus speaking. And all that you've seen there, murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, it goes back to the, to the commandments that God has told us. Love your neighbor as yourself. Why? Because murder doesn't love the neighbor. And it doesn't love the neighbor, the loved ones of that neighbor that you murdered. Coveting what someone else has isn't loving towards that neighbor. And when you commit the adultery, in the beginning it was coveting. And then you go and, dis- and defile a marriage and you ruin your families. Slander is evil. Look at what happens in their culture now when we're slandering people. Slandering makes people lose their careers, especially when it's not true. What's a beautiful example of that? Amber Heard and Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp was kicked out of the franchise and was demonized for something that crazy Amber Heard was really the one guilty of. I think it's a mess that we're even watching this, but it's the only example I got that, that proves this. All I'm saying is this. It's not a gun problem. 
it's a mental health problem. And then the deep root of that is a heart problem, is a heart problem that is ridden with sin because we have no fear of God. And in our sin, in our rejection of Christ, we are in darkness and we hate the light. If you listen to my last episode, you understand why we hate the light. Christ is the light of men. He is life. And Jesus himself just told us what comes out of the heart and what defiles us. So don't listen to these these uh, Democrats. Don't listen to the leftists that, that are imposing gun laws and think that that's what's going to solve the problem. That's not going to solve the problem because the problem is deeper. Killing and murder happened back then and there were no guns in biblical times. So it does not matter. We will find a way in our wickedness to commit evil. All this is just smoke and mirrors. It's just... It's just a big gaslight. It's a lie. It's propaganda. And it's just to move it to the next agenda. It is to take away the rights of Americans to defend themselves. Not just from messed up, mentally ill people and evil people amongst ourselves, but also against tyranny from our own government. I stand by that. I stand on that. I know that's what's happening right now. And we're going to have to pick a hill to die on, folks. But the only way out of this, the only way to really rectify this, to find healing in this, is to churn ourselves back to the hands of God, to submit ourselves and humble ourselves and repent of our sins. The church, we need to be bold on preaching the truth. There is no neutrality. We need to be bold and preach the gospel, teach the scriptures as it is written, for what it says and right now we can see that this evil ideology has already infiltrated the church in many different areas now i could argue that they were never really the true church to begin with but the fact is they have gotten a foothold in these quote-unquote churches and they've deceived many so the time is here the time is now to truly stand up for your rights if you are an American in your local you know, state, there's nothing wrong with being locally active, you know, doing your part, at least voting, and at least looking at these candidates truly. Not, not for stupid, measly things like, oh, we're going to pass uh, weed and, and make sure it's legal. That stuff is dumb. And I think that was also on purpose too, to make people docile. Or, you know, dumb things that, that are, are very... Uh, surface level issues but their intention is even deeper than that and they're just giving you what they know that you're going to be okay with as long as you just you know say this and you'll vote them so many of us are still walking around saying we vote for democrats because democrats are for the people (laughs) no they're not they use that all the time to say that they are but they're not now i'm not saying the republicans are either i mean based on what the party was about in their beliefs, I would have lined, I aligned with a lot more, but there's rhinos there too. And they're just pretending they're on the same trajectory, the same thing. But ultimately this isn't a gun problem and it is a mental health problem, but it's truly a heart problem. It is a sin problem. It is a, it is a nation that has turned its back on, on the Lord and does not want to submit to his rule, to the kingship of Christ. 
Because rest assured, he is king. He is Lord. He's Lord over you, whether you accept it or not. Churches have always taught to make Jesus your Lord and Savior. That's silly. He is Lord. And if by grace he draws you, he will be your Savior. But he is Lord. And every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Christ is Lord. It just depends. Are you bowing in shame? Or are you bowing in relief knowing that you will be vindicated? You do have a a choice in the matter because if God if if you're hearing this and it's tugging at you, then God is calling you. Repent while there's still time. Turn to Christ and don't buy into the lies of this wickedness. Do not buy into the lies of the government. It's all lies. They're gaslighting you. I understand what this feels like. I understand that it's heavy and it's weighty and, and you're concerned and you just want to find solutions. I promise you, taking away our guns is not the solution. It'll only bring about more chaos. But remember this, as I always say and will always say, that even if it continues to, to grow in chaos and the judgment of God is upon us, you must know that in the midst of chaos, Christ is truly there. So run to him. Turn to him. Stop trusting in yourself. Put your faith in Christ and in Christ alone. Until next time, please share this with someone else. Please look me up on Instagram. Check the show notes for the articles. And we'll we'll talk again. God bless.